Hello, everyone, and welcome to our 10th and final episode of this season of Unmasking COVID-19. On this episode of Unmasking COVID, we have Yuan Chen, a university student, Hiral Thakur, the president of John Fraser's peer mentoring team, mindfulness coach, and the creator of the platform Holistically Hiral, and Maya from Mind Your Mind's Youth Experts Program. Mind Your Mind is a space actively promoting the intersection between mental health, wellness, and technology by, by working with young people to, quote, co-create interactive tools and innovative resources to build capacity and resilience, unquote. So I guess, I guess to kick off, would you like to introduce yourself? Also, Maya, could you elaborate on your role as a member of the Mind Your Minds Youth Experts Program? I guess I can go first then. Um, so my name is Maya, my pronouns are they and them, and I am a high school student working with um, Mind Your Mind. Uh, Mind Your Mind, like it was said, is a co-creative program creating tools and resources. And for myself, I am creating a resource for foster youth and children who have been through police system and just a lot of life trauma. And it's going to be a workbook on mental health resources. I can go next. Uh, my name is Carol Thacker and I just finished grade 12 in Mississauga. So I am indeed part of the quarantine class of 2020, and I'll be heading to Queens next year for health sciences. Um, and as Serena did mention, um, I was the peer mentoring chair at my high school. So we basically led a lot, a lot of wellness initiatives and workshops. And I kind of translated that a lot into my community and into uh, my social media platform. Um, so I work a lot with people of all ages um, in terms of mindfulness, wellness, holistic health, and just to promote a positive lifestyle. Uh, hi, I'm Yuan Chen. I'm a university student at the University of Waterloo studying chemical engineering. And my involvement is not as uh, related to mental health as our other two guests, but I can offer a perspective on what it's like being a university and uh, being in a program that can, is very involved at times and how uh, the coronavirus has impacted that and um, well-being. Yeah, sounds great. It's great having um, all three of you on today. Um, so I guess uh, to kind of begin with, this pandemic um, obviously has brought with it a lot of challenges and changes to all our lifestyle, regardless of like what background we're coming from. So I guess the first question is, is how has this pandemic affected your mental health? Um, I guess I can speak to that first. Um, so I would say being part of the graduating class of 2020, um, I could say it definitely impacted all of us graduates since unfortunately we weren't able to spend the last few moments of high school together. Um, and we're obviously moving on to a new chapter of our lives, um, but it will be a very different and unique experience for all of us. And another thing I guess I can add to that is a lot of members in my family are actually frontline workers. And even though we're so proud and so extremely thankful um, that they've been able to serve our community through these tough times. We've also been quite worried for them and their well-being. Um, and yeah, I would say due to social distancing, I think all of us have had the opportunity to spend more time with family and our loved ones. Um, but we've also been much more secluded from our community. So I think that has definitely has the capacity to take a toll on our mental health. And like with being the graduating class and 
also having a lot of uh, people working in the front line that definitely must be um, definitely must be an experience and have an impact on your mental health. Absolutely. Like I, I, as I mentioned, I'm so proud and so thankful that I'm able to have family that, that cares so much about our community, but at the same time, we are all so worried for them um, just because of the virus and the pandemic going on right now. Um, but once again, uh, I, I couldn't be more thankful that they're able to serve our community. I guess I can go. Um, like you said, the pandemic has brought so many changes into everybody's lives and Thankfully, I was homeschooled throughout grade nine, so I didn't have to go through the weird and awkward transition of like school to home and back again or whatever. But um, I guess for myself, as somebody who has struggled with mental health in the past, it's been kind of rough to not have my regular supports available and ready at all times, at least in person. And just, you know, you have, I had to find new ways to cope, essentially. Yeah, definitely. Um... Like, and like both of you mentioned, there are different ways like mental health can affect you. And definitely like, um, like, ha- like working with mental health beforehand, the pandemic definitely does bring with it a lot of different challenges too. Yeah. Um, what about you, Ewan? I think that the main change the pandemic has brought upon my lifestyle is mostly the switch from a very material kind of daily routine to something very immaterial. Uh, online classes and recently after classes have ended transitioning to work I fully expected to complete the first term in person Um, as a academic representative for my class at university we were told right up until the day that we were brought home that classes would definitely be in person if not exams would definitely be in person so it was definitely a very sudden change being an engineering program I feel like lacking that kind of hands-on experience is was a big part of that affected my mental health because it's that sort of um, being able to produce something physically as part of your daily work or school is really important to me in terms of keeping my mental health up and um, same thing with work I found that remote work it's very difficult to connect with your coworkers and kind of make those connections that you'd want to in order to further your career which has definitely had an impact on mental health too. Right. So we're seeing all these different changes in our lifestyles and we're really we really need to make sure that at this time we're taking care of ourselves. And one really big theme about taking care of yourself is taking care of your mental health. So what are some things that you've done to really take care of your mental health during this time? I know you guys want to hear about baking as uh, previously mentioned, you guys mentioned before in an outside conversation. So I think that baking is a really good thing to do as a productive hobby and productive hobbies in general are good for mental health because you get to take a break from this very um, digital virtual world that we're living in right now and focus on something in real life. It's um, really nice to kind of disconnect from this constant stream of bad news we're getting and maybe the stress of uh, living at home or interacting with people that you usually don't see as much like seeing your family all at all times during the day instead of having school Um, i've been making things pretty much every week the main problem i've had is finding someone to eat them yeah i have to agree with you on the baking there Um, i make a crazy good banana bread if anyone needs a recipe Um, but yeah i definitely agree i would say cooking baking 
learning TikToks has been a family favorite of mine. Um, and I would say just overall spending time with loved ones. Um, I would say most important thing I started to focus on is just my overall well-being. Like I'll spend about an hour a day working out and just making sure that I have some time for self-care every single day. So whether it's putting on a face mask or having a warm bath or just meditating before I go to bed to just unwind. And I would say during times like these where everything is just so up in the air and so unpredictable, it's okay to feel upset and feel worried and feel anxious. However, I cannot stress enough how important it is to prioritize your mental health. Um, you need to be kind to your mind is what I always say. And we're quite fortunate to live in a community where mental health resources are so readily available. Like, and I, and I believe that due to the pandemic, there is an even greater amount of resources available for everyone. Um, so being able to kind of take advantage of all the resources that are available around you and just taking the time to appreciate yourself and focus on self-care and your well-being and your mental health is so important during times like these. Yeah, like uh, like you mentioned, there are resources available, but I guess like another thing that comes with the pandemic itself is because everything is kind of virtual. Um, a lot of the resources that you you would have had that were like in person, it might be harder to kind of um, realize what supports you have. So I think it's also uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I think people are starting to kind of realize that the virtual may not be their thing, but I do appreciate the fact that many organizations and foundations are being very accommodating um, in the sense that there's a few, I, I believe it is um, the Canadian Psychological Association, like they're offering psychological services to frontline healthcare workers like free of charge. So I really do appreciate the fact that so many, yeah, so many companies and organizations are just going out of their way to be so accommodating um, and offer resources. I think for myself and how I take care of my mental health is just getting outside. I'm a part of a hiking group um, and obviously when we hike, we all stand six feet away. But just getting out into nature and not being cooped up in my room all the time, it's really helped you know, settle my mind, give me time to think, and just be in a community again, because community is so important, regardless if it's virtual or in person. As people were made to connect, and I feel a lot, like a lot of people are not having that anymore, because of, you know, not being able to see each other, Um, and also reaching out. Reaching out is super important. I've reached out to my youth leaders, and to my friends, and to adults in my life, and I cannot stress how important reaching out is because if you don't talk about it, it's never going to get better. Um, And yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that maybe it's because we're starting to enter the stages of reopening, but there's a lot of, been a lot of people outside I've noticed. It's really nice to see kind of everybody getting out into community. I feel like more so than before the pandemic, actually, there's more people um, outside and not in buildings and things. But yeah, it's really nice to just uh, go out and even take your like morning meeting calls outside or something. Put your laptop in your backyard or something and just uh, do your work outside. Yeah, and I'm thankful to live in a city where hiking trails are readily available and it's a very beautiful experience, day, night, raining or sunshine. How often do you have these hiking trips? 
Um, we've started a hiking challenge, actually, so it's every Thursday morning now. That's cool. Yeah, the only downside is mosquitoes. Oh, trust me, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Like, going outside definitely is a good break from being cooped up inside, and definitely is a great way to just, like, take care of your mental health a bit. Um, again, speaking of like taking care of your mental health, um, something specific to Harold. Um, so like as we mentioned, like in the introduction, you are the creator of the platform Holistically Harold, and we've heard that you're really passionate about exercise and staying healthy, as you did mention a little bit before. So I was kind of just wondering, like, what role does exercise and eating eating healthy in specific um have played in this pandemic for you? Absolutely. So I think that anyone who knows me knows how passionate I am about holistic health and just your overall well-being. Um, but I would say even more so during this pandemic, exercising and just getting out there, getting some fresh air is so incredibly important. And I think that personally, that was a personal goal of mine to not only help myself, but help others in my community. Um, so what I actually do is I'm actually a per certified personal trainer. So I hold um, online virtual sessions um, and I train others online and we'll, I'll just tell them like go to a park and then we'll do our class in a park. And like, you know, it's like it, it definitely sets a good tone for the rest of your day. And it is so important um, to be able to go outside and obviously social, like while maintaining a social distance. Um, but just getting your serotonin levels up, stuff like that, um, I would say is very important to me. And another thing I recommend very strongly is practicing mindfulness. Um, and I have recommended it and to a lot of people during this pandemic, and they've told me it's made a world of a difference for them. So, um, yeah, so I would say if anyone is willing to try to get into mindfulness and meditation, I would highly, highly recommend um, a starter app. So like Calmer Headspace and see how it goes. Try it out. Yeah. I think what you're doing is truly inspiring. It's great to hear what you've been up to. But like also since I was a member of peer mentoring last year while I was in high school, I'm also curious to know how I guess peer mentoring the program has adapted due to this pandemic and everyone having to go home and this whole school year, the end of school year being trans uh, transitioned into an online platform? Absolutely. So I would say I was chair for this past year and it was such a wonderful experience that I would not have traded it for the world. Um, and even though I guess our year kind of got cut short uh, because of this pandemic, um, we, as peer mentors, I think we really sit together and we reached out to our mentees and we were always there for support. Um, and I think we were always there for each other as well. I think that even as mentors, you definitely do need support sometimes. And that's totally okay, especially during times like these, like reaching out and just having that support available for you with peers or mentors or um, anything of that sort is so important. And as far as I know, um, the peer mentors alongside the school board um, is starting an initiative where peer mentors can, I guess, kind of go back and mentor people going into grade 12. And I think, I believe there's a scholarship involved, something like of that sort. Um, so I would say I'm very, very, very proud of my peer mentoring team. 
and the fact that they stood through all this and they were there for their mentees and there for each other, um, I'm beyond grateful that I was able to be part of a team like that. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so for people who don't know what peer mentoring is, do you mind explaining a little bit about what the peer mentoring is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess a part of our school, we have a guidance department and the peer mentors are essentially an extension of our guidance department. Um, so we offer support system uh, basically for incoming students uh, going into high school or honestly just anyone in high school. And we initiate a lot of wellness events um, and sessions throughout the school like Wellness Wednesdays, um, stuff like that. And I would say our main focus again is just to kind of promote overall well-being and positive uh, mental health and lifestyles and stuff like that. So it's, it's truly, truly a great program. And, I, I was beyond honored uh, to have been chair. And it was an amazing experience kind of seeing all the mentors connect with their mentees and connect with their school community um, and lead all those initiatives. And I'm very excited to see what the program has in store for the future. Yeah, that's great to hear. I know how passionate you've been about peer mentoring. Well, I was even, in, well, I was in grade 12. And it's so great how far the program has come. and yeah um so i guess um i guess this question is to maya as someone living with an immunocompromised individual how has covid19 affected you personally and on what precautions have you been taking to stay healthy both physically and mentally uh yeah i guess living with someone who has um, just immunocompromisation and other things health-wise. Um, we've had to take literally every precaution ever to keep us both healthy because if I get sick, it's really not that big of a deal. I have a perfectly healthy immune system that could probably do its job. But unfortunately, the person that I'm living with does not. And it's, you know, for me, I definitely care a lot about this person. And, you know, when I'm going out to places, I'm the one grabbing the groceries off the shelf and I'm the one you know wiping everything off just because I don't want that contact for the other person um and mentally it's again just been talking about it because not gonna lie it is sometimes mentally draining to have to take care of that need and um just again like not again knowing that I'm not alone because I do have other friends that are going through the same thing and yeah yeah, I think it's really great that you do have that support um, and you've been able to connect with other people who are going through the same things because like doing it by yourself and like taking all these precautions that you probably didn't have to beforehand uh, is definitely a huge change and I'm glad you do have the support for that. So um, to you, Anne, actually, this question, well, we know when... You, you were one of the people who signed up on our form. Uh, so thank you for that. And you really want to talk about some music. So I guess uh, if you want to talk about some music, tell us really what you're really interested in. How has it really impacted you during this time? Yeah, so when I signed up on the form, I was um, in a video call with some other friends since obviously we cannot meet in person. And I was talking about how it'd be really nice to have somebody to listen to me just talk about something for a while like a podcast 
so that's how I ended up signing up on the forum because I was going off about this album that I've been listening to a lot during quarantine. Um, I, you guys ever have that feeling where you listen to something for the first time and it's good, but you don't really think about it again. And then you come back to it later and suddenly it's just like the most amazing thing you've ever heard. I think quarantine really did that to me for a certain album, um, E by FO2K. It's very uh, Zoomer taste of me, I know. But it deals with a lot of very familiar themes in quarantine, like um, isolation and mental health, and also uh, touches on some maybe racial tensions, though not directly related since the artist is not American. But I feel like it's very representative of uh, things a lot of people are going through right now, talking about the kind of being on a altered schedule, the lack of sleep, the uh, feeling of being isolated despite being surrounded by people. I feel like it's all very relevant to quarantine. And um, yeah, this is um, something I've noticed about quarantine in general is it's changed the way I personally consume media for better or for worse. Yeah, it sounds like um, you've definitely seen um I kind of like gravitate towards like a lot of media that does have a lot of themes that are very applicable now. And right now I would say a lot of themes are pretty applicable um, that might not have been in the past. And I also think that the conversation about mental health in general is um, a lot more foregrounded now. And it becomes like, it's becoming more important to seek out the supports and like find other people with shared experiences to ensure that we don't feel as isolated um, anymore because of the quarantine. So I guess, um, I guess like post pandemic, like after everything is over, how do you think this experience and like how you've been just coping with um, the changes, how do you think all of that will change our approach as a society towards mental health care and like uh, making resources available? I think there will be a lot of focus on reintegration and re-entering into, into a society that we have not lived in for months. Like, for example, it was even hard for me to get into a car and drive to a place with 10 other people, like not in the car, but meet 10 other people from six feet away because I was so not used to being around people in a non-virtual standpoint. And I think mental health care and resources will be focused on reducing stress in schools because school is now, you know, back to being classes and structure and not so, you know, on your laptop and I guess just mental health resources will be focused on reintegration and getting back into a society that we have no longer lived in. And I guess even for myself, you know, being in a space with other people, at least social distance has been overwhelming, even if, you know, we're social distance because I just haven't been around people in so long and I think mental health resources will be focused on you know living into in a society together again and you know moving forward and going forward because we're now living back into a society where school is structured and life is structured again and we have after school activities that aren't online and it's I think mental health resources will be focused on really staying focused if that makes sense yeah, that makes sense. And um, you also mentioned, so I guess um, something else that kind of came to my mind was, like, since moving things online, how accessible have you found 
mental health resources to be? For myself, um, at least I have a phone and I've found that a lot of helplines have been doing, you know, text and calls, but I've also found within talking to other friends that need mental health resources that don't have access to a phone or don't always have access to internet, it's been really hard for them. For example, a lot of mental health resources, online chats and stuff like that are not working because they don't have people going into the office. Like for example, kids help phones chat line is down, like their online chat. Um, and I think that has impacted a lot of youth and a lot of people because not everybody has a cell phone, right? Yeah, I found a lot of the support resources um, at university and stuff is a lot less personal now that it's online and uh, over the phone. I feel like having that face-to-face -face contact and being able to read each other's body language when communicating is a big part of the effectiveness of some resources. So I feel like that's been impacted. Also, when we're talking about counseling, counseling is no longer face-to-face, -face, it's online and over the phone. And at least for myself, it's really hard to make connections over the internet. There's nothing like sitting down and talking to somebody face-to-face, -face, but we can't do that right now. And I've also heard that it's especially hard for um, children who might need counseling or therapy, especially when that's based off of like play therapy. That's much harder to do like in a virtual environment when you don't have the exact, the right resources to, um, to have such therapy like play therapy. So it's harder for that population too. Um, yeah, for example, I didn't ever work in a counseling program or anything like that, but I did work in a like post-divorce care program for kids. And I found children really feed off of personal connections and being able to just make jokes and have fun and sometimes over the internet and not being with the exact person it can be really tough for kids to open up and to just talk and to speak about what's in their brain. I guess, Harold, would you like to add anything about um, where you think mental health and how the resources would look like in a post-pandemic world? Absolutely. As I mentioned, I have a lot of family members who are working as frontline workers. And I think that it definitely has impacted them and their lifestyle. Like before, if they're working 12 hours, um, I have a family member that works a minimum of 18 hours a day now. Um, so I can't even imagine how hectic and, and uh, I guess uh, intense it is for them. Um, but they are offering many, many, many supports um, from the government or from other um, organizations and stuff like that. Um, so I, I think that everyone is kind of coming around and to kind and adjusting to this new lifestyle um, that this pandemic has brought upon us. Because um, I think we've kind of accepted that this is not a short-term problem. It's, it's going to be quite a while before things go back to the old normal. Um, so I believe that it will take quite a while to adjust. Um, and I definitely don't think that things will be the same. Like it, it's not possible to have people, you know what I mean? Just running around in the playground and big groups and stuff like that. But 
as of now, um, I think there is a big turnaround and everyone is making a conscious effort to make sure that the community and our healthcare workers and frontline workers are safe and are being supported mentally. And I think that that's what matters most, the fact that there is so much support out there. Yeah, it's good that you really mentioned there are um, like a lot, lot of support and kind of resources that have kind of sprouted from uh from this pandemic and i think like we can also maybe like add some like in our bio for the podcast too if our audience wants to like find more resources and things like that yeah so definitely um like y'all mentioned um the number of resources we have readily available has increased a lot especially during this pandemic so i guess do you think technology has sort of eased our experience during this pandemic with all the resources and do you think that or what role do you think technology has in the progression of accessible mental health care and resources on one hand i do feel like technology has enabled us to remain connected with our family and friends and community, which is always a good thing. But I feel like it's also turned a lot of what was previously like our normal social relationships into sort of parasocial relationships where we spend a lot of time viewing the lives of others rather than interacting them directly. I think that's something that um, it's gonna be difficult to come out of post quarantine. Like you interact with your friends at almost as if they're celebrities that because you can't have that direct um, connection like you used to be able to. Yeah, I think that, like Yuan said, we're not having those same relationships that we used to be able to have. You can no longer hug your friend. You can no longer speak to a therapist one-on-one in person. And I think technology has helped in a sense because without technology, we wouldn't be able to talk to them at all. But at the same time, it's also remembering that not everybody has access to technology and not everybody has the ability to text a crisis line or to call up a family member. It's it's really hard for some people to find a way to reach out. Absolutely. I would say I definitely agree with that. Like it it is a very tough and very challenging time for everyone all around. Um, But I think that one thing that kind of keeps me going is I like to just kind of keep in mind that we're all in this together, you know, like we're all going through um, this pandemic together and we will come out together. Um, And this honestly will just make us stronger as a community. Um, So I believe that, yes, it is hard. Yes, it is challenging. Yes, we do not have the same access to things we did have before. But the fact that we are making use of all the resources that we have available and we have different um, organizations kind of coming up and stuff like that, um, I think it's it's amazing. It, it definitely is challenging, but I definitely do believe that a lot of good things did come out of this pandemic. Um, if I might also add um, just something that I randomly thought about is that a lot of LGBTQ IA2S plus youth um, and adults aren't living in situations where it's okay to be them. And thankfully I'm living in a house where it's okay to be me, but not every youth has that. Um, And things like 
Trevor space and the Trevor project where you can have an online community and not have to deal with the things that you are being accepted with at home, but having it online can be really, really helpful for, for people and just for certain communities. And yeah, I think it's a great thing that we have technology a lot of the time. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, like you mentioned, for like like the LGBTQ population, for instance, like um, for, for not everyone, like staying at home might not be uh, the most like the safest or the most um, um, it might not be the best option. And a lot of the resources that that they do have outside could be cut off. And I think um, something that does come to my mind is. Also, when you talk about people who are undergoing like domestic violence and abuse, uh, like a lot of the times because of the quarantine, they're even more isolated and you have like higher instances of this. And technology does help, like when you do have crisis lines um, and things like that. But again, like technology allows you to be monitored too. So you also have that aspect of it with like the data monitoring and things like that. Um, and I know like people are working on ways to kind of prevent that as well. So yeah, technology definitely is part of the conversation. And also within living through a civil rights movement right now, which I think is amazing, technology allowed us to learn and to have the mental health resources for the people who are affected really by this civil rights movement and technology allows, I would hope technology allows them to open up and have a space to speak and to have their voice be heard. Yeah, I've definitely noticed that people are getting a lot more engaged online uh, during this pandemic than I feel like they would have been out of it. And uh, part of that is the sense of community and the, the voice that social media gives these people. But I also feel like there's been um, a lot of uh, stress from seeing all these things that are going on online like seeing um, things that are going on in the world that you feel like you don't have control over. I feel like a lot of coming out of this pandemic is going to be um, learning to rebalance things in your life. Because although it's very important to be aware of these issues, I've noticed that some people have been really negatively affected by this constant barrage of information that you don't get from talking about these things in person. So I feel like transitioning some of these uh, movements in person, like the in-person protests, I feel like are very important despite their risks because they help put things into perspective in a, a non-virtual sense. I do agree that the in-person events and the in-person protests were very important and very much needed regardless of the risk that COVID had. Right, so I guess just to wrap up, and dealing with mental health and talking about mental health in these times, it's a really different conversation because of the current circumstances that everyone's going through. And just to, I guess, to end things off, what final tips or resources would you suggest for our listeners to really take care of their own mental well-being? Yeah, absolutely. I would say I, I have a few. Um, I would say the first one is try to unplug from the media. Um, I would say more against like on the TV side as opposed to social media, especially because there is a movement that's going on that's, that's amazing. It's, it's life changing. But um, I would say the media is extremely informative. But for a lot of people, it can make them quite anxious. Um, I would say that it's, it's good to be informed, but it's sometimes 
a bit of an overkill. Um, another thing I have to say is physical distancing doesn't mean you have to be alone. Like we live in a world where we have so much access to technology. Um, so FaceTime, Zoom, Skype, we ha you have so many opportunities and platforms out there that can help you connect to others. Um, and I would say taking on a few new hobbies to keep you occupied and to help you maintain a balanced and healthy lifestyle is so important. Um, I would say just staying cooped up in your room and not doing anything all day is really going to affect your well-being at the end of the day. Um, so just get out there, get some vitamin D, get some fresh air, and it really, it really does make a difference. And you are not alone. Um, we're all in this together. And even though everything is so uncertain right now, it's, it's okay to feel anxious and to feel worried. Um, but just know that there are people out there to help you and support you. And we have so many resources out there. Um, and yeah, that's about all I have to say. Um, I would have to say, be kind to yourself. Um, we're not living in the same world that we were living in six months ago, and having the same expectations on yourself that you had six months ago isn't, you don't have to do that. Um, we're living in a world where things are completely different, and if you're trying to hold yourself to the same standard that you were in January, it's going to negatively impact you. Um, and also, I know I've said this probably 20 times during this podcast, but reach out reach out to an adult, reach out to someone online, reach out to a friend, reach out, reach out to a friend's parents, reach out to your parents if you can, reach out to your guardians, whoever you're living with. Um, and also for LGBTQ youth, there's a place called Trevor Space and you can reach out there and find an online community. And also Mind Your Mind has a bunch of resources online and there's things for you to find help, to get help and to show help. And we can definitely uh, link all those resources uh, when we post the podcast. Yeah, um, the other two have brought up great points so far. And I think that one thing is I have to add is remember that this is temporary and this is going to be over in a matter of time. Of course, it might feel like a long time, but it will feel shorter when it's over. And remember to, that your goals are not dashed. Any progress made this year is not eliminated. And um, if you need to, take some time for yourself. But if you can... Remember that uh, you know you still have a life after all of this, and a lot of it will, a lot of the things you're missing right now will come back. And yeah, just like you and said, remember it's High School Musical. We're all in this together. All right, some some great messages out there, and I guess this wraps up the end of season one for our podcast. Thank you again, Yuan, Maya, and. Kira for joining us today and sharing your experiences with mental health and wellness. Thank you again for tuning in to this episode of Unmasking COVID and tune in again in late July to catch the beginning of season two.